3: You're listening to Handbags at Dawn, the podcast that believes you can tell a lot about a person from the contents of their bag. You may run broken crayons from restaurants and emergency 20Ps, but on this show, there's nowhere to hide. Ah! We're your intrepid handbag explorers, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. I'm a TV creative with nine years of experience at Psycho TV, and I'm a mum of two with five years of experience in overwhelming love and sleep
1: deprivation. Ah! I'm a freelance journalist and editor and a full-time mother of two. I'm a lifestyle expert, apart from when it's my own.
3: This is the one where we talk spinning plates, fan armies and mouse tampons with a brilliant best-selling blogger. (laughs) We are in beautiful Devon today to meet this week's fantastically funny guest. Following the life upheaval involved with becoming a mum, this former finance manager realised there was an untold side of the parenting story, decided honesty was the best policy, and started up a blog. The Unmumsy Mum, truthfully charting the daily highs and lows of family life. Now, with over 6 million visitors, her phenomenally successful blog has led to a recently launched best-selling book with another already in progress, and a career as a writer and speaker across print and broadcast media, as the voice of parenting reason. This is the brilliant Sarah Turner. Yay!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yay!
3: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our show and thank you for having us here.
1: Ah, oh,
4: thanks so much for coming.
1: More than 6 million. I know. That is incredible.
4: Mind-boggling. I still can't get my head around it, to be honest. When you started, what did you hope for? Figures never came into it when I started. It was just that somebody might read it and find some value in it somewhere along the line. So I can actually remember thinking that it was mad when 5,000 people had visited the blog because I was kind of like, that's 5,000 people that I don't know that have read something that I've written that's amazing so when it got to four, five, six point something million I'm just like holy shit that is a lot of people And
1: so what was that moment when you first decided that you were actually going to write about your experiences?
4: It was a, a culmination of bad experiences as a parent, just generally struggling. So I was a good year into the whole journey, shall we call it. I had kind of become disillusioned with everything that I was seeing and reading online. Everything was either really factual, you know, this is how to wean your baby, or it was glossy, everybody smiling, you know, nobody shat through their sleep suit. How you would hope parenthood would be before you become a parent and realise it's actually not like that at all I was doubtful is it just me that's finding it a bit of a shitstorm at times or are other people struggling
1: I think we've all had those moments where you're just thinking it's only me I'm the only one that you know would ever be this rubbish at parenting and actually
4: you've tapped into it and shown actually that's not the case everyone has those moments yeah the amazing thing for me is I get messages from people all the time so every day that are like thanks so much for writing this made me realise that it's not just me that what I've been feeling is normal Normal. And I just have to reply and say, but thank you for making me realise that it's not just me. I was that mum that was struggling to have hundreds of thousands of people say, yay, me too, over here. Yeah. Just reinforces that I'm not like a massive accident of motherhood. And actually, <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah. The title you didn't go with. <laughs> <The> t- <yeah.
3: laughs> so I'm fascinated to see what the unmumsy mum has in her handbag. Okay. First, tell
4: us about the bag and what it looks like. Okay. So I have got a Biorelli is that how we'd say it we're going to um, go with yeah we're going to yes. go with yeah which is a nice leather contraption i believe it was purchased from john lewis i call this my hybrid bag throw in half your work life and half your life that's your kids it has got a zip but you don't have to do the zip up you know? i mean god you can so, just free will what just, am i going to yeah, do today yeah. who am i going to be with the zip <laughs> Who knows? Is today a zip day? Oh. <laughs> it's never a zip day. A zip day means I've got my shit together and packed it up at some level of organisation. So, shall we have a look for shall our first yeah. item? Okay, so item number one, which goes everywhere with me, more so since I've been writing the book, is my laptop. This is what wrote a bestseller. So I have quite a complicated relationship with it because, you know, I owe it so much, but it's terrible in terms of its (laughs) functionality. It can hear you. Well, I know, but we have fallen out. I bought it when I knew that I was likely to be doing a book and I knew that I needed something to start writing. I bought what I could afford. And if you buy cheap, you buy twice scenario, I think is coming into play because it keeps letting me down. When's the worst time it let you down? It's whenever there's a looming deadline and then it decides it needs to do one of... Five billion thousand updates before you can go to bed. It's fairly new, but it comes up with error messages that are so dated, like the sort you would get on like a really really old computer, where it will say, "This computer has encountered problems and will now shut down," and then it just gives you an unsmiley face, which I think it's quite a casual thing, isn't it? An unsmiley. I'm, I'm like, well, it's not really oh, casual because I've got a book deadline. Um, so, and I'm doing the typical wife martyr routine with this now. So James has very understandingly said, "Well." You know, you're doing so much writing. Perhaps now's the time you should go and upgrade it. And I'm going, no, no, this is what we bought. We'll live by this. It's fine. As I'm there smacking the keys, like... (laughs) <laughs> <Shut down. laughs> Obviously it's very disrespectful to your laptop because I mean, it is.
3: your laptop has been the portal through which you've created a national bestseller. Absolutely. And also
1: a brand. You're yes. like trademarked now, I, I notice. Am Amazing. I am,
4: I know. All these things that I never thought I would have to worry about. Do you have to worry about being trademarked? Yeah, apparently so. <gasps> to Why? protect your intellectual property. I did have that on YouTube. Somebody had set themselves up as the unmumsy mum on YouTube. Did they dress as you um, <laughs> they <did>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They weren't vlogging as me you know kind of camped outside my house but they were just pinching videos from my Facebook page and uploading them so it looked very much like it would be me but obviously I had no control over the content and in the end I just sent a quite strongly worded message to say did you know I'm soon to be trademarked and you can't you know you can't squat on
3: my name
4: finish oh, with an unsmiley face yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the international language of doom yeah. <laughs>
4: exactly what's the thing that you love the most about the work that you do the interaction with other mums and some dads actually but just that sense of community like the Facebook page has become a go-to place for parents feeling a bit rubbish to think oh this will cheer me up because those people will understand and not get their judgy hats on and they're just real people yeah. you know? but it's nice you go there because you've realised that maybe you just need a little pick-me-up and then you come away from it laughing absolutely I mean I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media so sometimes I'm like I just can't do this anymore it's taking over my life and then occasionally I'll get some not-so-nice comments or some negative feedback from people who don't appreciate your page for varying reasons it's usually very variations on a you don't know how lucky you are type theme where I've kind of learned to either not respond or respond with actually I think if you read my book or the blog in greater detail you'd realize actually it's quite balanced. I love to
3: read a story and then scroll to the bottom to see what yeah, everybody yeah. says I mean don't we all consume sure. that yep. way. Yeah.
4: I like the fact that your
3: loyal followers stick up for you oh, in do. the comments so if someone's got a bit of a beef with you yeah. there's
4: 40 people on here going you just haven't read a book and they've okay. got your back. They really have it's like a proper army somebody's kicked off in the comments before and then I've had messages from people do don't worry Sarah we're sorting it out. I loved I honestly, I I mean some of the threads people say, Oh pick myself laughing like, you know at something all the time, you know, just uh it's just an expression. But I, I think I genuinely have wet myself <laughs> laughing at some of the comment oh, thread. Yeah. But it's very funny stuff. I, I laughed
3: a lot on your book.
4: What made you go, right? The blog's been great, but
3: now it's time to commit it to paper.
4: I had kind of toyed with the idea, and I'm honestly really quite lazy. So the blog was working for me, the Facebook page was working, it was all great fun. And I looked into how do you write a book, how do you get published, and I'd kind of thought, okay, so that looks quite complicated. I think I'm just going to park that thought for now and carry on as I have been. And then I got a Facebook message from a literary agent saying, I would like to represent you and pitch the mumsy Mum book to publishers, which I was like, oh my God. And then the same week, I had an email from an editorial publisher saying, we're interested in your book. So I'm basically the person that anybody that's fought long and hard to write a book would want to smash in the face (laughs) because it was handed to me on a plate.
3: No, it wasn't because you're submitting chapters on a regular basis every day and you've got time somehow to respond to all your army when I find it hard to respond to my own mum (laughs)
4: how do you find time by the way to do
3: all that so
4: there's so many lovely messages, and every one I read, I have that little flutter of, oh, I'll reply to that one. And then I log back on, and I've had five more, and then it's like I actually impossible can't. to keep And t- I t- thought t- about well, getting somebody to help me manage it, but if I'm not going to reply, I don't think I would want anybody to reply on my behalf because they're messaging me about something that I've written. I had one from a woman in the middle of the night that basically said, "I've got nobody to talk to. I don't know why I'm messaging you, but I just felt like you wouldn't judge me if I put all of this out here." And it was just like how much she's not enjoying being a mum, how it's nothing like she thought it would be and then she beats herself up for days on end because what kind of a mother thinks that and all the rest of it and it was one that I just knew I read it in the middle of the night I think I got up to go for a wee and I came back in awful habit I just thought, oh just check my messages and it was a recent message from her and I sat up in bed and replied then and there because I thought if I don't I won't and I just said that we've all been there well maybe not all of us but I certainly have I really have and I understand how you're feeling But if you could see all the other messages I get from mums that are just like you that aren't going to baby groups and saying oh isn't this all a bit crap well Jess was very comforted from your Reply that day. So okay. <laughs> <Taking the
1: time. laughs> um, I really loved the introduction that you wrote to the book. Where yeah. you know, obviously, to your boys. Yeah, and you're obviously very aware of the fact that one day they might read some yeah, of the things that you that you've that you've written in the heat of the moment. You're sort of at the end of your tether or whatever. Yeah, and then it's kind of there forever and I kind of wondered whether it felt different putting that kind of stuff into a book it to does the blog. Yeah. Obviously the blog is so immediate <clears throat> yeah
4: and the book is permanent I mean I know blog posts of mine have been republished on other sites they've been picked up by newspapers online so you know they're there it's not just on my actual blog page but one day I could think oh this isn't me anymore delete and you know the majority of it would be gone but the book's out there, and there's not gonna be a time where I can be like, recall, you know, when you send an email and you think, Oh, you know, wish I hadn't mm. sent that. I have had massive wobbly moments where I've thought this isn't right. And that's usually off the back of somebody messaging me to say, I feel sorry for your children or oh. you know, because people are really mean online, like really mean. Things that they would never say to you mm. if they saw me at Monday's Bounce and Rhyme at the library, but they feel that they're able to say it, you know. You know what I think it's like? And in fact we
1: saw this on our way down here. I think people on the internet are often like people driving in their cars. Mm. And they will be aggressive and mean yeah. in their car in a way that they would never be if they saw you on the street. Very true. I th-
4: In my defence, <laughs> the guy was
1: driving
3: like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, yeah, I think there's an element of just panicking because it's really easy to focus on the negatives. And then you weigh up. Like, I've had people message to say, this is such an important book. Like, this book has changed my life. You know, I no longer feel like I'm failing. And I'm like, I'll just save those messages. And if Henry and Jude ever say, oh, you were quite honest about that day where you said you'd rather be at work. Um, And I think I'll just be like, yeah, but, you know, somebody had to say it. Sorry that it was your mummy, but, (laughs) you know, I hope you understand. Which part of it did you enjoy writing the most? None of it felt like a chore. I wrote a chapter called Spinning Plates. Which is all about how you're trying to do everything all of the time. And sometimes you've just got to let one of the plates smash. And I think that was my favourite chapter because it summed up kind of how I feel about motherhood. I actually can't do everything, something's going to have to give. So, so. which was the plate that smashed? Uh, it's usually the household plate. But yeah. that's the
3: sort of stuff that when you look back, you're not going to remember the day where your house was pristine. You are going to remember the day you went outside and played in padding pool and didn't give a crap. It's so true. My mum gave me a really good piece of advice when I had kids. I was feeling that whole I've got to be amazing. I yeah. have to have have the dinner on the table ready when my husband walks in through the door wearing fluffy slippers and a see-through negligee or whatever it was. That never happens. Just (laughs) I wasn't wearing a negligee. um, um, And so she gave me this brilliant tip and she went, never admit that you haven't made dinner. Always set the table and put condiments out because that gives them the idea that dinner is coming even if you've done nothing about it. These yeah. are the helpful tips I want to yeah. share. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the spinning plate that I always let yeah. drop.
4: I feel like I have weeks where one plate is in favour. You know, there'll be a week where I'm kind of quite work heavy and then that's probably to the detriment of the boys because I am on the phone trying to speak to my publisher while wiping Henry's bum. He shouted, finished! And I'm trying to go, shh, 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 because I'm trying to discuss, you know, deadlines. Where you feel like you're there but you're not really there. But then I'll have other weeks where I'm like, no, we're going to go out and we're going to do things. And then I'll realise that the work is backing up. You never successfully manage to juggle either. So when you're writing, is it very Carrie Bradshaw? Do you sit in cafes? Where do you write? I don't have an office. So sat on the sofa with a cup of tea, possibly in my pyjamas. It's not very glamorous. Not quite how you picture it. When I thought about being an author, I imagined having like a really nice desk with one of those nice green lamps, you know, like a lawyer or or a doctor would have. Probably, perhaps, (laughs) probably in one, like an in a you know, like an oak paneled library type room setting. And there would probably be a Springer Spaniel on the mat. Um, There'd definitely be a window seat because I'll be looking out to my grounds. It was never sat on the sofa in my dressing gown with the laptop on my lap cursing it because it's come up with its unsmiley face. It hasn't been very glamorous. I can remember saying to my agent, which is probably the most glamorous bit about being an author, is having an agent. When people message me and I have to say, I'm really sorry if I sound like a knob, but I have to ask my agent. And they're like, ooh. (laughs) She said, actually if you were to set yourself up with a really formal desk environment in another room, that you might find that the writing just doesn't come out the way that it has been, because sat on the sofa in your PJs is how you've been blogging, and that's what's worked. Can
3: you imagine?
4: I would have loved it to. So if we turned up and you were like head to foot Chanel
3: <laughs> and we were shown through and there were canapes and you oh. were like, darlings, okay. fur coat I off. Know. And then you go, I really have to tone it down for the book, you know, <laughs> for the fans. Allow the children to be shown in. And now, now take them back out again. They're awfully messy. Remove yeah.
1: the children.
2: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B.
4: Well, I have to tell you, I went to a book event meeting groups of mums who were just lovely. This one mum came up to me at the end and she said, I don't know how to say this to you without it sounding not very complimentary. And I was was kind of like, what is she going to say? And she goes, no, no, it is 100% a compliment. And I was like, okay. She said, "Um, I just think it's really nice that you've turned up and you're really ordinary. (laughs) I was like... Right, okay. Thanks. And she goes, I knew it wouldn't come out right. And I'm like, no, no, carry on, you know. And she said, what I mean is, and it's exactly what you were saying, joking. She said, I kind of wondered if you would turn up and you would be something different from what we anticipated that you would be, that you would be very polished and exceedingly well turned out. And she's like, not that you're not well turned out, this is coming out all wrong. It's just the fact that you are actually just really normal. And I was like, no, I will take that as a compliment. It's fine. Did you want to turn around and go, well, you're
3: very honest and that's not meant as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> at all, so don't
1: take it as one. <laughs> There's
4: nothing extraordinary about me. I'm very ordinary. It's pretty extraordinary
1: what you're doing now, though, isn't it? And being trademarked, you know. I and know. Yeah, and you're the obsessed stuff. with that. I'm obsessed
2: with trademark. <laughs> Are you working upon your podcast?
1: It's probably time to have another rummage another in the bag. Item. For your okay. Second item.
4: Okay. So item number two is an item that when I had an initial rummage in my bag, I thought. <laughs> oh, these are the things that are always in my bag. And it was something that I put to one side because I thought, well, nobody would talk about this as their chosen item. And then I thought, well, that goes against the ethos of my blog because I talk openly and honest about everything. So item number two from my bag that comes everywhere with me is a tampon. There she is. There she is. (laughs) I'll just leave her there. So many messages on the blog and pictures of children who have ransacked bags and taken out tampons thinking that they're sweets. That's quite a or common one. a little mouse
1: to play with. a little mouse to play with. Who
4: thinks it's a little mouse? My little
1: boy. <laughs> I found him in my bedroom the other day. I, well, you always know something is going it's quiet. on when it's quiet. Yep. And I went in and the entire contents of my bag had been spilt all over my bedroom floor. He was covered in lipstick. And he was just sitting there with two little tampons squeaking like a mouse. <laughs> Just playing with them, both of them, having a lovely time. Yeah, and I just thought, Back there you go, my son. son. Yeah. It's a really lovely story, but
3: it's made me never want to use one again. <laughs> <laughs> In that <No>. <laughs> It's like Richard Gere, but a lady, you know that story? <laughs> it's an urban myth, people, but we all know it. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> we've reached oh, a new uh, I love <laughs> it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry, I shall regain composure. <laughs> I think it's a very important thing to talk about because it's very symbolic that you have nothing that you're hiding and you're being open and honest about how it really is for women. Well, it's,
4: it struck me that if my initial instinct was, oh, well, obviously that's not something you would talk about. And then I thought, well, it's not something that I'm ashamed of. So why wouldn't we talk about it? I mean, it is embarrassing when it drops out when you're at the parking meter and it's always when there's either a really hunky man or somebody really elderly. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I think periods, Generally, we just don't chat about. I've been so candid in the book with regards to childbirth and sex after having kids and all of that, but still, it's not something that comes up in conversation very often. I don't think.
3: So I'm only smiling because in my household it does every day when I'm <laughs> slightly miserable. I get my husband going. Is it um that you time? Know, and I always go, Is it yours? Proving it is.
4: I think periods have another dimension as well when you feel as if you've completed your family because before that, you know that they are going to serve you a purpose, if that makes sense. You know, there was always that we knew we would want to have children. A time of the month was kind of, oh, well, at some point that will come in useful. And now I'm like, oh, you know, (laughs) this is irritating. But yeah, one of those things.
3: It is one of those things. It's a funny conversation to know where to go with it because I'm thinking about, we have a lot of male listeners and I'm instantly starting to go, we shouldn't be talking about, this because yeah. I don't want people to turn off and again that's a strange thing if it half is. the population have something that happens
1: to them yeah
3: exactly why should it be so secret
1: and yes. also this is handbags at dawn and show me a woman our age who doesn't have tampons in her bag what do you know what she'll be doing she'll be the one the stranger <laughs> in the bathroom going uh, excuse me hello <laughs> <laughs>
3: has anybody got um yeah. it's all about being Court prepared short, isn't it yeah. it's quite bleak that kind <laughs> of post kids when you go mm. that's
4: it now yeah the last two or three months for the first time in my whole life I've been really broody I've never been somebody that's had the urge to hold a newborn baby and sniff its head I've always been more kind of like oh what do I do with it and then when it's one and walking around I'm kind of like okay I can get on board with this I didn't really enjoy the baby stage and I've started looking at other people's babies going oh look oh would you just look at his hands oh I think my body is telling me that now is the time that I should have had children I'd had them too early what age were you when you had your children? when I had Henry I was 24 so I feel like my body is saying to me now Go forth and fill your womb. Knowing that the baby bit is done and dusted, I've completed that level, and there's an element of, you know, maybe I didn't appreciate it. And the reason I didn't appreciate it, I think, is because it was so hard. Now I've got the backup testimony of hundreds of thousands of women saying, no, it is really hard. I'm starting to wonder, oh, if I'd had my children now, I know what to expect. I'm not putting so much pressure on myself. You're very introspective, I notice. Yeah. Do you ever
3: wish that you didn't think about everything as much as you do?
4: Yeah, but then that's just something else that I think about (laughs) Thinking about not thinking about things, yeah. My brain is so noisy all the time. And some of that's really positive. But I do reflect on things. I'm forever thinking, was that the right thing to do? Oh, what if I had done it this way? Because your life and your work
3: is so mixed up. It must be so hard to compartmentalise things and go, work life and have some quiet space for yourself yeah. in the middle. Has it become an issue ever, the fact that you haven't been able to turn off?
4: Yes and no. I think probably in terms of you know, James is trying to talk to me about something and I'm doing a really bad job of pretending to listen. And then actually when I go to bed I think I should gift him an hour of uninterrupted, you know. And, and you know, yeah. <laughs> It is a bit like that.
1: And then what about kind of going forward as the boys get older and you kind of move into the sort of next stage yeah. of motherhood. And obviously you're saying our baby level complete
3: yeah
4: i have had people message me asking me if i would consider having another baby because it would be helpful for them like that no
3: yeah sure (laughs) what the hell
4: (laughs) you know i'm ready
3: and i'm steady that's the sound of someone telling us
4: we have to move on to your last item shall we have a fumble yeah the last item is something i actually never go anywhere without in any of my bags and that's raisins Oh Oh, Raisins They have been opened um, Of course In which month Because that's the main thing for me (laughs) If it's more than
3: six months ago That's probably a no There
4: are some in the bottom Of the bag Always I feel like if ever I was stuck somewhere Got caught in traffic There would be A little trusty Cardboard box of, Of raisins there On the hand To see me through
3: We all eat boxes of raisins I think they're a very agreeable snack What's the weirdest Food of your children's That you've ever eaten
4: I mean I think I've been the whole Hog. I've had pouches, the fruit ones, not like beef. Yeah, not <laughs> like beef.
3: You know, when the kids are going, I don't want that. You're like, no one does. They are yeah, revolting. I've had
4: rice cakes, baby bells. I tend to have a baby bell bells. on the side. Very do, sophisticated. Yeah, things. yeah, like on, like, on side a side cheese board. We, yeah, sometimes <laughs> with yeah, yeah, with some breadsticks. I make kind of like a, 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 a kids' crap tapas, <laughs> and we have <laughs> uh, crapas. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah. what is it about kids' food that makes it so appealing? Like the little teeny sandwiches or the kind of half-eaten petty filou?
4: I tell you exactly what it is, Jess. It's a lack of calories. Yeah. I eat this and go. This is like eating celery. If you're standing up and you're in the kitchen and you're just like munching on leftovers, and that doesn't count, does doesn't it? count. No. no.
3: Like that scene in This Is Forty, when he's trying to throw away the cupcakes, and he's like
1: that's the end of our dinner time I, I know people who literally as soon as the kids finish eating get the fairy liquid and squirt it across <laughs> yeah, the room it, yeah. to stop them yeah. from just you know So alluring isn't it yes. Mm. Yes. Like
3: my daughter's even coined a term for it she calls it pinching <laughs> children are infuriatingly slow when they eat uh, smear it around examine it with their fingers rub the texture and you're like oh we've been here for three hours <laughs> it's time for the next meal yeah <laughs> um so i'm like right well, just hurry this along <laughs> by me eating it all yeah <laughs> The other day I said you must use your knife and fork you must and she went but you do it mummy and I was, what do you mean she went you do pinching, pinching. <laughs> so this is it I, I loved
4: like... how you pinched the tampon <laughs> <laughs> Pinch the yeah. tampon <laughs> to do just to right. to, this is my technique <laughs> pinching see it works I think I eat really quickly like really quickly I don't know if that's a parent thing because you just think you don't know when you're going to get time so you just like shovel the food down but I also think it's because in childhood my dad was a pincher he would hover over me and my sister and say are you finished with that 30 seconds into the meal are you going to eat that, you know, we'd have to set out <laughs> what we might eat and what we might not. And I'd find myself kind of sacrificing a sausage. You no, know, you're alright, Dad, you can have so and I wonder if that's why I eat so quickly, because it was like, well, you know, get two get, 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 thirds of the meal in before Dad comes pinching. So actually, talking
3: about little pick-me-ups, the reason we eat these raisins is because we're knackered, yeah. they're just packed with sugar. Which actually is a good point to lead on to this week's tiredness competition. I don't know if you know this, Sarah, but we do a tiredness competition because a lot of the time as parents. we'll go I'm so tired that's interesting but I'm actually the most tired
1: we've made it a formal competition that is what it is Uh. so does anyone around the table have a tiredness entry well I will kick things off it was my birthday the other day so we went out for a little kind of dinner first time we'd gone out together in a long time actually when we thought about it we were very excited my mum was babysitting you know we went out for drinks beforehand oh wow deadly mistake because by the time we actually sat down for dinner we were exhausted my lenses had begun to feel like unlicked stamps yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. And we actually called to see if we could get our taxi home booked earlier. Oh, oh Jess, this really is It was tragic. 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 And actually, I could see him thinking, well, this is the last time we bother doing this. I then. think he'd
4: gone wrong on the alcohol.
1: It we never you know, say these things. You have, have to, to really go for it. Yeah. I've lost my tactics. You've lost it. Yeah, yeah. I need
4: to sort that
3: out. M- mine's, Charlotte? Mine's pitiful and so short. I was doing some freelance creative work for a company the other day and we were standing casually talking creatively in the kitchen area, chatting about the work I was going to do for her and trying to fill up my cup. With instant coffee. Sounds simple enough, doesn't it? The cup wouldn't fill. So it's like scooping it, putting it in the cup, and it wasn't arriving in the cup. So I did four different scoops whilst talking, so I was slightly distracted. And um, my boss for the day just held my hand. I thought she's gone very familiar. <laughs> and just turned the spoon over so that it was cup side <laughs> up. Uh, so and she went, That'll help. And in it went. I was oh, so tired, I, I was gonna... using I a
4: spoon kidding. roll. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, very that's sad probably the, the most tired you know, I've been recently. Was following the most mammoth book writing stint. So I had a deadline, and then Henry had chicken pox, so couldn't go to preschool. So I'd had him in the day, which was supposed to be my final writing day, and obviously that went out the window. So I started my working day at like 8 p.m., but I set my alarm for past four so that I could get up and get a couple of hours writing in. I had to take. Due to the childminders, and I had forgotten to pack any nappies. We've also forgotten his lunch pack. So I basically, in his change bag, had packed no changing stuff, stuff no food. I don't think I'd packed a pair of trousers. Back up. I bought the, you yeah, a bag. <laughs> Have well, a lovely day. <laughs> it was so shameful. <laughs> I'd completely failed on the parenting front, and I was so tired, like just ridiculously tired. I'd forgotten everything. This is when we don't take a picture, and this is. all oh, maybe you do. Did yeah, you? Yeah. No, you it? I didn't. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I did because I think I'm quite happy to display. The good, the bad, and the ugly on my blog and social media, but perhaps not the neglectful. <laughs> there
3: is a line.
4: There is a line.
3: This all sounds great, but you in the way of the TV. This is the sound of someone telling us we have to end it here. Thank you so much for Thank talking you. to us today, Sarah. We've loved it. Good luck with the next book. What's the next one?
4: Well, the next one I've just started entering into discussions about. So it's kind of Oh, it's Early secretive. Two. I mean, this is an exclusive. I haven't really talked. Talked about the second book yet? I just haven't cemented exactly what it's going to be yet. You heard yeah. it here first. We're getting Bates. there. Yeah, I'm now just starting to feel hyper aware that there's a tampon on the table. So I, <laughs> I will, if it's all the same to you, I will just put that back in my bag. <laughs> Where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook. On Twitter, on Instagram, all as the unmumsy mum, and all of those linked to my blog, which in turn links to my book if you want it.
3: You do want
1: it. I'm it's there. brilliant. <laughs> 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 We've absolutely
3: loved having you here today. We are at Handbags Podcast on Instagram and Twitter if you want to speak to us, and we will look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: Mummy! I do not you
3: now. Yeah, you can.